pickaxe. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for recurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, stop, stop. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word GRADE to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun. And everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn-to-read program that kids love to use. Text GRADE to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text GRADE to 323232 right now and get started for just $1. Text GRADE to 323232 now. Text GRADE to 323232. Before we get started with today's episode, in case you missed it, we posted the trailer for Year of the Dragon. It is a big thing that we're doing at DragonCon, a live session. It's going to be recorded, it's going to be posted in our main feed, and it is canon. It will affect Theria one way or the other. If you haven't seen it yet, swing by our YouTube page and click on Year of the Dragon, or you could look at the link posted in the description of this episode. It's on our Facebook page, it's on our Twitter. If you haven't checked it out yet, Go check it out. Thank you, guys. Arc 2, Episode 44 of the DNR Podcast is brought to you today by Patreon.com slash D-A-N-D-R. It's the way that we're able to save up for things like Dragon Con, keep the show going, pay for our feeds, and push everything forward. We can't thank you guys enough for your support. And if you ever have suggestions for things that we could add to our Patreon, please hit us up at Podcast at gmail.com. Previously for Group C. After a debate about what was to be done with Merrick, the team finally decided to put him on the back of their wagon and continue traveling north to the city of Brightport. After a long journey, they finally made their destination and made themselves at home, thanks to a gentleman they saved named Sleazy Pete. Staying the night in his brothel, the team managed to recoup from some of their injuries and enjoy some food and drink. And that's where we're picking things up today. Let's do that thing! Where we go around the table and introduce ourselves. I'm Jason, I'm the Dungeon Master. Going around the table, starting with Zach. What's up? My name is Zach, and I play Avalyn Bates, the human fighter. And Jasper. Uh, hello, this is Jasper. I play Merrick Ethelred, human cleric. And Bree. Hi, I'm Brianna Marie. I'm bad at finding my mute button, and I play Clara, the half-drow fighter. <laughs> and Jane? 
Hi, I'm Jane. I play Effany the Gnome Bard. And Lisa, Hi. who's got her cat's feet. I do! <laughs> I'm Lisa, and I play Elrath Beastinger, the Halfling Barbarian. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell this is going to go well today. Uh, this is... this. Is <laughs> That's a great start. <laughs> uh, welcome to Brightport! Guys, you have Ooh. been on Yay. the road for quite a while. Um, and what... What a better way. What a better way. That's not, that's not how that, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. Um, uh, you, you spent your night at a brothel, uh, sleazy Pete's to be, uh, to be exact. Uh, you got some massages. Uh, one of you took advantage of, uh, some companionship for the evening. Um, and I, I would love. I don't appreciate the term take advantage. <laughs> it's not take it. Look, okay. If it's offered. I exchanged goods for services. That's what happened. <laughs> I gave her back her boss. <laughs> yeah, gave <laughs> <Yes>, the goods. <laughs> Sleazy Pete would love to be referred to as the goods. <laughs> by the way, Sleazy the goods Pete. <laughs> this one's like your mom actually named you Sleazy. Like, yeah, it's Brightport. Yeah, of course. <laughs> she knew what was up. It's very, very common. Very common. <laughs> She was my first whore. <laughs> I come from a long uh, oh. Whoa, what? Oh, not what? Huh? what? Not Hello? that I, that I Wait, sold. What? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make it better? You decide. Well, that's our nope. show, everyone. Yep. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to decide. No, I'm not biting. I'm not getting into that. Uh, let's pick things up on the 25th of Fairy Your. It has been a lovely evening. Um, there would have been free drinks on tap for as long as you guys would have wanted them. Um, uh, there would be rooms. Uh, it, it's a, it's a pretty quiet night there, so there might have been one or two customers who'd come in and, uh, be weird at you. And, in, in <laughs> let me see. Okay. This is gonna, people of a certain age have you guys ever walked into um like a shop that sells dirty magazines something like that have i okay thank you <laughs> so you know that feeling of like there's another customer there you both know why you're there you kind of don't make eye contact you just try to ignore the fact that there's another person there just pretend they don't exist exactly so that's yeah. kind of what these people are walking they walk in it's like uh oh there's a crowd here and they just kind of you know Hi, I'd like to see peaches. And then, you know, they... they... <gasps> peaches! <laughs> uh, besides Clara, uh, would anybody else... What would... Basically, what was everyone else doing throughout the evening? Um, I think Elrath would probably take advantage of some of those free drinks. But, like, not enough to get... I don't know, wasted or anything, just enough to relax because she was very uncomfortable when they first got there. Right. So I think she'll have probably two or three drinks just to kind of relax and just be like, okay, this is where we're staying. It's not weird that I can hear them in the next room. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Oh, this is this is a perfect thing. Hold on a second. I'm going to roll for soundproofing. Oh, no. 20! <gasps> oh, these no. rooms! Oh no, that's good! That's these, good, right? Yes, wow. yes, that's amazing. Um, You can't hear a thing. You could oh, thank murder goodness. someone. Uh, in, in one of these rooms, uh -oh. and no one would know. Oh, okay, what cool. Saying? What are you saying? I'm not saying yeah. anything. 
sleazy Pete caught off the heels of the cold hooker that I went to go hang out with. Wow. Yeah. That's a Sleazy terrible name Pete for a did a good job with. <laughs> the, cold the cold hooker didn't take off. The yeah. <laughs> it's refreshing for your bits. Sleazy Pete did a good job though. I can see where he put his money. Was like, I'm gonna soundproof this this puppy. You know, yeah. like give each, everybody some privacy. I yeah. like it. Right. Yeah. Each each one of these could very be a recording respect. studio. It's very nice. <laughs> um, something to note. Clara has not emerged from this room all evening. Now, that is not standard brothel uh, behavior. Usually these rooms are rented either by the hour uh, or for the evening, but uh, usually the evening price is at a premium. Um, but of course, all these services are pretty much free for you guys, at least today. So, shall we have the group meet up the next morning during continental breakfast? Um, yes, please. Uh, let's 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 roll for something here. Hold up. 11. So, the breakfast spread at Sleazy Pete's is adequate. Let's say uh, there's some muffins and some bread loaves, things like that. There's um freshly churned butter. Uh, but uh, nothing hot. Uh, they're not cooking up bacon and eggs and that type of thing, but it is a nice little—it is a nice little spread to kind of start your day. Maybe some fruit. Ooh. Oh, yeah, but it's like it's like cantaloupe and honeydew melon, right? So it's like, Ugh. it's like it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's yay, <laughs> yeah. No, that's the packing peanuts of the of the fruit world, right? Wow. It's like when you get a fruit cup and there's honeydew melon and cantaloupe. It's like, Bleh. give me the grapes and strawberries. Let's do this. Okay. <laughs> Strong feelings. That's the <laughs> You want to fight? Let's do it. 95% honeydew. Yeah. Hmm? It's like 95%, 95% honeydew. <laughs> I'm in the minority here, I think, because I'm like, I love it. I, <laughs> I will eat the, I will take all of these root cups. Thank you. Honeydew is the worst melon. My dad would agree with you. Of all the melons. I don't even uh, like melons, but honeydew is the worst one. Anyway. Well, if you don't like melons, you don't belong at Sleazy Pete's. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, and we're back. Whoa. <laughs> it's my job to tie it back in. It is. <laughs> um, how would the group be feeling? Getting off the road? I would imagine you cleaned up at some point. There's, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, there's some bathing services offered. Uh, you could either bathe alone or with a friend. Um... <laughs> Uh, so you're cleaned up, you're off the road, your gear's probably been cleaned, because Sleazy Pete is very, uh, very thankful for what you did. Uh, he was a goner. Yeah. That, now, this is, I would say, on your, on your first day here, and uh, Sleazy Pete's, uh, thankfulness has its limits, because, you know, you gotta run a business, but right now, you've probably used up, I mean, somewhere in the area of 75 to 100 gold worth of services Whoa. Like, so this wow. is all on the house this is just between drinks and companionship and bathing and cleaning and all that stuff they 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 gave you the works uh but yeah uh, uh avalanche would definitely be appreciative of armor cleaning because that just seems really really nice hmm. how sweaty it gets and whatnot mm-hmm. good point I think Elrath would have been thankful for the bath and stuff solo. 
Um, <laughs> in the bed to sleep in solo. Noted. Uh, I think Clara's just grateful in general. <laughs> nice. Serene. Um, uh, Clara. Yes. Uh, hold on a second. <laughs> keep going. That's just... What? Uh, everyone keep talking. I want to, I want to do something. Just oh, no. Okay, oh, no. Well, just for just for uh, story purposes, um, Merrick probably stayed up pretty late and just drinking. Not like by himself in the back corner, but just like whatever little you know real, little little bar they have. Just like having a relaxed time. Like it's been a long time on the road. He hasn't been on the road for you know for a long time, and then all of a sudden he's been on adventure. So he's just like, man, what a. Kaluna, and then Kaluna's gone, and then Brightport, and I don't know what the fuck. So it's just like trying to get out of his head a little bit, but not depressed, but just like fuck it, I'm gonna drink. Yeah. So he might be a little bit like mm, too loud this morning. <laughs> I would say, <clears throat> uh, Clara, about this time in the morning. Let's say it's like. I don't know, 9 a.m., somewhere in there. So it's it's fairly early, but not too early. You guys slept in a little bit for adventures. Um, Clark, could you do me a favor? We have a tradition on the show. Could <laughs> you roll a constitution check for me? Oh, no. um, I sure can. Uh, here we go. Wow. A 19. 19. <laughs> I would say it's a good thing these rooms are soundproof. <laughs> oh my god because probably well into the night uh, I was up late too Jasper <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> I just imagine the way that the rooms are soundproofed is that they have just mattresses lining the walls and <laughs> these two women took that as a challenge <laughs> let's see what we can do here <clears throat> oh boy so the group is back together you're in the city you've had some time to rest and relax what's the plan uh, I think like um, as Clara comes out to like eat breakfast and stuff like she's noticeably more chill than she has been since you've probably met her, at least since Jas since uh, Merrick's met her. Um, but if the subject came up of, like, what do we do now? She obviously, like, mentioned the messages that we're supposed to deliver. Uh, yeah. Um, so I remember, if I remember correctly, remind me. Back in the day, whenever we talked to Vaynor? Vaynor? Was that his name? The 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 um, Onacall? No, Yorvin. I think Vayner is the car in Cars that's like the redneck truck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Yorvin Zareth. He was um, the council member who was kind of who was an arrogant jerk, but was the one who wanted us to send the message. Is is that right? Mm-hmm. Uh, according to my notes, jerk gave us money. So. <laughs> exactly, but it was fun to fuck with him. Um, but we have several copies of that to make sure in case we wanted to go to all the different houses and, and give those we've got basically got a stack of letters um, mm -hmm. and I, I feel like Merrick probably would have had that in his pack or something like that so 
at, at any mention of those those th- this whole thing that we need to talk to the houses, Merrick's gonna like plop that stack of like scrolls or letters or however it was put uh, right there on the table and be, and just point like, yep, that's our mission, right? I know we had also talked about meeting back up with those two gnome ladies with Biggin. Oh yeah. Yep. So that's something we could look into maybe after. They're going to they're going to try to contact us by going to Kaus Dragon Keep. Oh. Ah. That so, is interesting. There are three main houses. Um, Dragon Keep, Axeman, and Sneaky. Wow. <laughs> You work on the Sneaky show. Bridges. No, I think Sleazy Pete's is one of the houses now. Yeah. It's been a while. <laughs> Wait, I got this. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Wait, I got this. Iron Hammer. Nope. Stone Hammer. Nope. Hammer Hand. Thank you. Hammer was in it. <laughs> Silver Claw. There we go. I, I totally had it. I just... <laughs> How sneaky bridges. Sneaky bridges. <laughs> I think mine were better. Anyway. <clears throat> um, and there are six of us. So, like, two of us could go to each house and drop these off and then meet you at Dragon Keep. Oh if we wanted to expedite this instead of, like, all gotcha. six of us going to each house. No, that's a good idea. I mean, it's just a delivery. Like, it's not yeah, like we're, we're having a big... Yeah, we're just hanging out of town. Plus, they're all in different directions, and that'll mean like, you know what? Let's just fucking relax. We've been, we've been through a desert. We've been through this crazy new Las Vegasy town. We've been through all sorts of. Th- you know what? We just deserve to just enjoy Breitbart, which is not. <laughs> it's like enjoy filth and disgust. Um. Uh. Anyway, there are five of us. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I counted the number of portraits. One of you isn't here. <laughs> but still, my point. Plus, point um, being, I'm no. not sure. Merrick hasn't really insinuated much about Dragon Keep, but no. there's kind of like a vibe around that, especially when you told them that's where you would like meet them. Yes. That like there's kind of an insinuation that you might have a relationship or something. So. Uh,. Yeah, if nothing else, it's just like I have an interest in it somehow. But no, he hasn't mentioned any reason that he might want to go there other than, yeah, he's got some friends and maybe there's something that you could insinuate like that, right? Maybe like, oh, I knew somebody. Um, But so Merrick's going to say, I I think we easily could split up or even, you know, we could all go together, but it is just, let's just relax a little bit and, um, you know go through the town honestly i wouldn't mind you know going off i could even go by myself since we don't we only have an odd number of people five (laughs) (laughs) he's just like wow clara she really fucked your brains out um there are five of us here (laughs) (laughs) um a couple of you could go to hammerhand a couple to silverclaw and and i'm happy just to go to dragon key because you know i I know some a couple of people around in that area anyway are you happy to go do that Oh, I mean, I don't have to go alone, but, you know, might not be the worst thing to have a friend. He's going to look wistfully out the window. <laughs> well, I, as much as it pains me to give in to stereotypes, um, I could go to Silverclaw. 
Um, it um, honestly might be helpful. <laughs> um, LRF, you want to come with me? And then Avalan and Ephany, you two can go to Hammerhand. Sounds good to me. Avalan nods. Sure. I know Brightport pretty well, so I don't really mind being alone, especially in the light of day. So, um, yeah. Cool. So, uh, Throughout this breakfast, by the way, uh, Clara's just, like, slamming back orange juice. She needs her energy. <laughs> <laughs> like, if there were a Gatorade in Theria, <laughs> she'd need it for the electrolytes. It's got what plants crave. <laughs> Ethany will keep glancing at Clara, like, raising an eyebrow and, like, with the, like, nudge-nudge-wink-wink kind of face on her. <laughs> Well, uh, Brightport is essentially divided into four sections. Uh, it's uh, not uh, its not really labeled. It's more unspoken. Uh, there's obviously the docks of Brightport, which uh, is, is a major section of the town. It's also Brightport's roughest section. And unless you have business there, most people, uh, outsiders, don't go there. Uh, notable things in the docks are obviously tons and tons of ships, lots of trade going on, uh, uh, lots of seedy bars, that type of thing. Uh, the Black Hands compound is now famously in that section of the city, and, uh, there's, there's lots of underhanded, uh, things and deeds going on in, in that section. Uh, the marketplace is where you'll find House Silverclaw and shit tons of vendors and merchants. Um, lots of hustle and bustle going on in the marketplace section. Uh, the Great Quarter is, uh, where you'll find a lot of, uh, churches. Uh, you'll find, uh, tons of, uh, tons of guard, actually, in the Great Quarter. That's also where you'll find, uh, House Hammerhand and, um, a bunch of other stuff. And then, of course, the upper crust is the more wealthy section of the city. Uh, House Dragon Keep is right on the edge of that, um, but still kind of falls within that sector. And then lots of nobility and uh, uh, kind of upper crust uh, buildings, uh, bars, you know, brothels, that type of thing. So we're splitting the party, correct? Yeah, well, what could go yes. wrong? Looks that way. All right. So let's let's start. So okay, Clara and Elareth are one little team here. Yeah. Yes. Writing everything down. Just making okay. sure. Okay. I, was like, I thought you were waiting to hear from me, and I was like, no, I, yes. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, Avalyn and Ethany are in one. Oh, this is going to be fun. Mm. Why, why is it? Why, why? Why is that noise? No reason. It's gonna be fun. It's fun for you. It's fun for some. It's gonna be fun for everyone. <laughs> fun for you uh -huh. is mostly fun for you. Such a bell end. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that means the end of a penis. <laughs> <laughs> like the head. <laughs> we had lessons earlier. <laughs> <laughs> for someone who cusses a lot, I'm pretty bad at it. <laughs> Jane, what does this cuss word mean? Uh <laughs> Really? Your parents should have had the talk with them. <laughs> Didn't ask me to give you the talk. Oh boy. How's about we start off 
with Clara and Elorath. High five. Hell yeah. yeah. That was me high-fiving my mic. <laughs> I held my hand up to the screen. I missed. I missed a virtual high-five. <laughs> we went two totally different directions. We did. It's gonna be good. Uh, so we are heading toward House Silverclaw, correct? Yes. Yes. All right. Could you do me a favor? Give me a flat D20. Uh, LRS, you want to do it? Sure. Pew! Hey, Ooh. it's better than I rolled both times earlier, so I'll take it. <laughs> Fair enough. <clears throat> so that's a seven. Um, <laughs> essentially, uh, I just kind of wanted to gauge what your experience would be like walking through the city. So, um... There's a lot of sights, sounds, smells uh, that accompany mm. big city living. You're, you're going to smell tons of great food. Uh, anybody's ever been to a big city, you, you can't walk a block without walking past a restaurant or something like that. It's like, wow, that smells good. Yeah, that, that type of thing. Um, some of it might be food that like you might not be into or you find out it's like, oh, that's what that is. Oh, OK, that's fine. Um, but lots of like uh, roast boar and, and fresh baked breads, that type of thing. It's 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 kind of a treat for the senses. Ooh. You're also going to see tons of people out and about selling shit. Um There's going to be a section of the city where you get there and it's like, oh, oh, oh do you want to buy this? Do you want to buy that? I have I have I have. These woven blankets, you're going to want them, that type of thing. It gets cold at night, that, that, you know, that type of thing. People constantly trying to stop you. Um, would that be anything you guys would engage in, or is it more like, ah, we got a mission? I think maybe, like, the first few times we passed one, Elrath would want to stop and look, but then if it, like, becomes, like, a thing, mm. I feel like she'd just be like, no, God, no. It's definitely a thing where <laughs> you, if if they if if a merchant sees you stop for one merchant, they all expect you to stop. It's like um, it's like at the mall. Yeah. Yep. If you are trying to be polite and go to take one of their samples because you feel bad about all the people passing them, you'll learn why all those people pass them. Yeah, a little bit. Because <laughs> then they grab you with their claws and pull you in and start washing your hands for you, and you're like, "What the fuck is happening?" Not that I have any first-hand experience in any of that. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> Eventually, uh, I'd say uh, within about 45 minutes or so, you are going to reach House Silverclaw. Um, whether you had to stop for directions or something like that, people will point you in the direction of one of the houses. It's it's pretty... It's, it's pretty... It's, it's not exactly hiding. How would you how would you like to approach this situation? Um, Elrath would probably defer to Clara because she knows she's not the greatest at putting words together. She'd be like, okay. <laughs> Before we go in, it was Yorick, right? Uh, Yorick is the name Yorvin. of the guy who sent us. Yorvin. Yorvin. Yorvin Zareth. Yorvin Zareth. I should start writing shit down like you guys do. That's um. I wrote, he gave us 100 gold pieces, uh, looking for a message to Brightport. Oh, it's scrolls, not letters. Mm -hmm. um, basically, the message is no more ties with houses of Brightport. Declaration mm -hmm. of Independence. Perfect. All right. Um, I guess Clara would just knock on the door. Like, 
So there are these uh, large double doors. So one of them, after a moment, uh, there'd be this this little sliding panel that opens, and you're going to see a pair of eyes peer out at you. Can I help you? Um, yes. Hello. Um, my name's Clara. This is Elarath. We have a message for the head of your house um, from one Yorvin Zareth of the Eladrin. And, like, she's trying to sound official, but she's just kind of weird and awkward. <laughs> yeah? Um, do me a favor, roll a persuasion check. Let's see how, let's see how, like, this comes off. Persuasion. Ooh, flatty 20? 16. 16. Hey. She's doing her best. Like, you know that scene in Mulan, like the first time Mulan has to pretend to be a dude? <laughs> That's at least how Clara feels. <laughs> or like the first time you had to go to like a real job where you had to wear like a blazer. Oh. And a button-up yeah. shirt. I've never had Not to wear just a like the shirt they gave you with the <clears throat> ice cream cone on it. <laughs> <laughs> Is that universal for all jobs? Because I never got one. Yeah. You didn't get an ice cream shirt? Well, you didn't, didn't. really get a job then. Oh, no. I to tell you. It's just like now. Um, Ooh, it's not a real job. <laughs> it's not a real job. <laughs> so uh, this individual is going to say, one moment, please. And then that little, it's going to slowly slide shut. Like the his eyes are going to disappear. Wait, do his eyes stay in the little slit and just, like, it slowly shuts while yes. his eyes just creepily yes. are yes. perfect? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> like, he does not move until it's fully shut. Exactly. <laughs> so, oh, uh, about two minutes are going to pass. And then that you're going to hear the uh, the little door slide open again. I'm afraid she's busy right now, but you can come in and deliver a message. I'm more than willing to hear you out. All right. Okay. She's going to kind of look to Elorath and be like, that's that's good, right? Like, yeah. Elorath will just shrug like, ah. And again, this is going to, the little door is going to slide shut. And the door is going to open. And there is going to be a drow man standing in, in front of you. Um, kind of uh, very, uh, very much covered up um, in uh, some, some, uh, some robes and stuff like that, wearing a lot of layers. And he's going to hold out his arm, kind of like, you'll enter, that type of thing, kind of a grand gesture. Um, Clara's going to give him the secret drow bro nod. Um, of layers, <laughs> that's called. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm a white person, we don't do that, but I have had colored hair my entire life, and people with weird colored hair definitely do that to each other. So, which is the same as race, right? Oh my god. I understand racism. Yeah. Oh. Send your emails to d and podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> Look, lots of, lots of layers, right, bro? Yeah. Yeah. Sun sucks. <laughs> um, so he's going to motion you in and then shut the door uh, as soon as you cross the threshold and lock. Oh, pleasant. Yay. We're not trapped here at all. <laughs> if you'll follow me. 
And uh, he is going to uh, walk down this little corridor here, and immediately uh, to the right, he's going to open a door and motion for you both to, to enter. Um, Clara will just follow behind uh, and go where he leads us, kind of like looking around curiously, but like not not like with keen interest, like just like, okay. Um, you'll notice the, uh, the entire house uh, when you enter, uh, a lot of it's, uh, a lot of it's very, um, low lighting, uh, a lot of muted colors, kind of darker, um, and the area he's going to lead you is this little, uh, sitting room, kind of a, kind of a den, kind of, kind of on the smaller side. Uh, and there's a fireplace in there. There's some there's some leather high back chairs. Uh, very very cozy. And if you both walk in again, he is going to shut the door and lock it. Uh, why? With all the locking. Would your characters be um noticeably upset about the locking of doors? I feel like each time Clara hears, like, the click of a lock, she'll just kind of flinch a little bit, like, hmm. But she wouldn't say anything about it. Ella? Yeah. Yeah, that's probably how she would be, too. She'd just be like, mm, okay, okay. All right, this is happening. <laughs> <laughs> just maybe a little bit on your guard, that, that yeah. type of thing. Yeah. Uh, please, have a seat. My name is Dalis, by the way. Hi. <laughs> um, Clara will uh, reach out her hand, and she's she's obviously wearing the gloves. And maybe with her other hand, she goes to like remove the veil that's around, like tuck it down. Mm. Uh, uh, he's he's definitely going to be in layers. Uh, the hood's not up or anything like that. But if he were to like have to go outside and get the mail or something like that, mm-hmm. there there'd definitely be a hood there. Uh, and he would shake your hand back. And he would look at Elrath. And you are? Um, Elrath. Not nice to meet you, too. And she'll, she'll like, take her cue from Clara. <laughs> Just like, okay, this is what people do. All right. Uh, <laughs> and he's got this big Cheshire cat smile. Charmed, I'm sure. Please. What is it you'd like to speak about? Uh, Clara would um, take out the scroll from her pack. We only bring a message. We don't have any investment in what is being said. We only promise to deliver it. Um, There's a thing that drow people do. Uh, They have a lot of prolonged eye contact. It's uh, kind of an authoritative move. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, it's very it's very much to establish power in a conversation. Gorillas do that, <laughs> as do most pack animals. Mm. That's um, why you shouldn't get into staring contests with your cat because if you lose them, then your cat thinks that it's the alpha. <laughs> your cat thinks you're a bitch. Your, your cat thinks you're a bitch. <laughs> Uh, so the, 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 uh, Dalis is going to do that as well, very much, uh, staring at you. I feel like that's one where Clara is used to it. So yeah, she's probably. just going to hold the gaze and like, not Cheshire cat, 
Cheshire Cat grin, but like small smirk back, like, yeah, I, I know this part. Like, <laughs> maybe not even I know this part, just like, this is normal for me. How would Elrath react to that? <laughs> She's like just staring at them. <laughs> yeah. She's just like staring at them, staring at each other. Just like, what is happening right now? <laughs> and then maybe thing? like, yeah, she, she doesn't know. She probably figures it is. Um, but I think she's, well, she met, I think, Seraph back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so he might have done it then as well. So she probably is just like, yeah, this is a normal drow thing. I'm just going to not look. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me wildly uncomfortable. <laughs> it does. Like, I don't know how to respond to this. Um, he's going to take, if you offer the, uh, the scroll over to him. Mm. I'm not sure she would because she doesn't know how high up he is. Okay, would like you... she would take it out to show him, but she wouldn't take it out and like gesture for him to have it. Right. It's not a thing where she would be like psych and pull it back. Just like right. I have this. I assure you, I report directly to Ulanda. I would be more than happy to relay a message. I feel like maybe 15 or 20 seconds of uninterrupted eye contact is going to happen (laughs) after that. Could Clara roll an insight check as that's happening? Yes, sure can. I don't suspect anything. It's just Clara wants to be careful. That's a 15. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It doesn't sound like he's outright lying to you. Wow, that's a way to put things. Well, (laughs) I mean, it's... There's always... Okay, this is going to sound racist. There's a, it, there's, there's a thing that Drow do where they phrase sentences that mm-hmm. constantly make it sound like it was poured over by a lawyer. It's like, well, you know, there are loopholes. There are, th- but right. it does not sound like he is outright. Like the, 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 the basic statement doesn't sound like it's completely manufactured where it's like, I don't even know an Olanda, but I mean, the fact that there's so much security and they're in, you know, he's in this house, like that does right. kind of vouch for some of it. All right. At that point, again, after, like, the 15 to 20 seconds of uncomfortable eye contact, she'll give, like, the smallest nod and hand it over to him. All right, then. I leave this with you. He would crack this open immediately. (laughs) Here's the... My other thought process is there's three of these letters going out, so, like, Mm -hmm. who cares if it doesn't make it to Alanda? She'll find out somehow. Right, yes. Yeah. Well, this is very concerning. And there's going to be uh, a beat. Are you staying in the city very long? Um, Clara will glance down to Elrath because I don't think this has been discussed at all. Like, uh, yeah, she probably just like looked back at her. She's been like, um. Maybe. (laughs) And then she'll... Oh, go ahead. We just got here, so... Clara will kind of smile at that and then look back up to (sighs) Daris. We've had a long journey. It's likely we will be here for quite a bit. Again, just the messengers. Of course. I'll be speaking this over with Ulanda. They'll receive our answer very shortly. 
I'm sure they will. He's going to unlock the door and uh, open it back up and step out into the hallway, just kind of assuming you're following. Mm-hmm. And she would, probably. Right. Uh, but there's no hesitation in, in, in unlocking uh, the front door again. <laughs> there's no... Uh, I, I feel I, like I, 90% of being a drow is just knowing how to do the power play. A bit, yes. It, there's a certain way to speak. And it's, it's that way for a lot of races. There's a, there's a certain way to speak to, to people mm-hmm. and to, uh, to carry yourself. Right. Um, but he would, uh, he would show you to the front entrance again. And thank you for your time. Color would probably give like a little bow. Elrath would probably try to imitate the bow because she thinks, "All right, this is what's normal." <laughs> uh, and he would he would give one back. How's about we catch up with Ephany and Evelyn? Yay! Let's do it. Uh, could you do me a favor? Give me a flat D20. Uh, both of us, or? Uh, just one of you. Do you, you want to go for it, Zach? I'll go for it. Why not? Another 11. Okay. All right. So. Oh, boy. Okay. So here's <laughs> what. <laughs> I don't like it when you say, oh, boy. <laughs> it's because it's fun. <laughs> I don't say. I don't think Jane likes it when you say most things. <laughs> I know Jane hates me. It's fine. She just wishes you would shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> you bell end. <laughs> Kindly though. Kindly shut the fuck up now. Kindly shut up. <laughs> uh, so you are going to be trekking, uh, trekking through Brightport here, and uh, there's a point where you're going to see a lot more city guard. Um, it's. It's so omnipresent in this particular section that you're going to notice that you probably didn't really see any city guard in the area that you were in previously when you woke up this morning. Is there a reaction to that? Not necessarily from Avalan. He hasn't hasn't clicked yet that that's something to notice. So he's just, he's just trekking through. Uh, there would be... <laughs> In between the clusters of guards, there are going to be uh, street parkers and that type of thing. There's also going to be people doing like the three card Monty uh, uh, type of thing on the street. It's like, oh, find the Red Queen. Find the- Lots of little games of chance like that. Um, there's also people trying to call you into bars and 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 the like. Just just all kinds of people trying to get you to enter their establishment and spend money. But eventually. You're going to reach House Hammerhand. Uh, this is a pretty... It, it stands out from the other establishments near it. Um, kind of, uh, kind of rustic looking. Lots of, lots of, um, lots of wood. Lots of, uh, people, uh, outside with, uh, with wagons, that type of thing. People will stop here to try and secure protection to, uh, you know, if they're if they're traveling through the divide or something like that, any place where they think they might be ambushed, uh, they'll usually come to a place like Hammerhand and try to secure uh, shield hands, someone who will protect their cargo and make sure that they get where they're going in one piece. 
that's the that's the aim anyway. How would you guys like to uh, approach this situation? Do we see? Is there anybody stood outside of the building itself, or can we just approach and like knock on the door? Um, there is. <laughs> um, there's a dwarf standing outside. Um, and his armor is very much worn. Like, you could see that he's probably seen lots of battle. Uh, and he's been talking off and on to different people, like, pointing them in a direction to go, or it's like, oh, that's what you're going to want to talk to, blah, blah, that, that over there. That kind of, um, kind of like, um, almost like, uh, like, uh, like an office manager, that type of thing, just <laughs> directing people like like he's on the front steps. Okay. Uh, Ephne will uh, approach him then and say, "Good morning, sir. We have a message for the head of your house. May we gain entry, please?" He is immediately going to look up, assuming for some reason that the voice <laughs> is coming from someone taller. Uh, and then he's going to look down. Ah, oh, sorry about that, little lady. Ugh. Yeah, that's it's. it's <laughs> yeah. He's trying to be kind. If it makes you feel any better, I, it's I not. Know. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's going to. He's, <laughs> he's going to hold out a hand. Dolbrick. Uh. Ephany will take his hand and shake it and say, Ephany, this here is Avalon. Hello. And he would shake Avalon's hand. Avalon would shake back and he'd like do the double double handshake. <laughs> oh, the, the double the, 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 the double grip, yeah. Oh. <laughs> you have very smooth palms. Has anyone ever told you that? No, they haven't. Thank you. And there's almost a look on his face like, I don't know if I was phrasing that in the form of a compliment, but okay, that's fine. <laughs> I'm I'm very sorry. W what is it that you said you wanted? Uh, we have a message to give to the head of, head of the house here, if we may speak with them. Oh, oh, uh, uh, yes, uh, uh, follow me, follow me. Thank you. And, um... He's going to take you into this house, and there are trophies everywhere. There's, um, uh, you can see that uh, at least one person in this place is an avid hunter. So you're going to see, like, bear pelts and, and all kinds of stuff. You're also going to see some very exotic furs. Ooh. Like, there's, uh, there's, like, some, uh, there's, like, a lion's head on on one of the walls and stuff like that. Stuff that isn't native to Alara. Like, someone traveled off-continent to kill shit and then brought it back. Like, that kind of thing. It's like, ooh, look what I found. Um, I don't know how you would feel about this, but Avalyn would definitely saunter over to the lion's head first. <laughs> I was just about to say Ephany would be trying to get Avalyn's eye and be like, no touching, no touching. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you like that, do you? Yes. Yes, I do. Oh, that was bagged on Talor some time ago. You ever been to Talor? No, I haven't. Well, if you're into hunting, you should definitely go. That's where the big game is. 
Thank you for your knowledge. And then he's kind he's of a, like, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, he's just like he just he just kind of if he can he's he's petting it, kind of feeling the fur. Okay. He's <laughs> grunting a little. He's like. Mm-hmm. And then I'd say there'd be an awkward beat. Uh, well, well, this way, and trying to usher you through the house, like stop touching our stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to lead you to an office. Um, and there's going to be an older-looking dwarf uh, sitting there. Um, and I'd say throughout the house, you're going to see lots of different, like, again, lots of different trophies and stuff like that. Lots of weapons uh, hanging up on, on the walls and stuff like that. A lot of them look like they've been used in battle and purposefully either not cleaned or sharpened or whatever. Like It's like they tell stories. That's basically what you're seeing throughout the house. And uh, you're going to reach this office, and uh, um, uh, Dolbrick is going to just sort of motion, like, there you go. And he's going to get back on his merry way. He's just going to kind of dump you here and go. Like, he's got a dozen things to do. Uh, so this office door is going to be uh, open. And again, uh, older-looking dwarf um, is is going to be sitting there and... This guy has definitely seen some shit. Like, you ever look at somebody? It's like, oh wow, you are world weary. You have, you have, you have things to tell me. Um, you're gonna see lots of little scarring around the neck area, um, where it looks like maybe uh, someone, someone like raked at his neck, something with claws, something like that, and uh, lots of little scarring around the eyes and mouth. Uh, and he's going to look up like he's just waiting for you to speak. Like, yeah. Uh, Ethne will like walk into the room a little way, but not too far. She doesn't want to assume anything. Just say, good morning. Um, we have a message for you from a Yovan Zereth, uh, an Aladrin in Onacol. And she will pull out the scroll from her bag and go to hand it over. And uh, you could tell he's like racking his brain, like, Norvin, Norvin, oh, oh, yes. Well, uh, ha- have a seat, please. Uh, Norhorn. Thank you. Uh, Ethany, pleased to meet you. My name is Evelyn. He goes to take a seat as well. Um, and he's going to brush some things on his desk aside. Like he was, he was clearly working on something and he's going to make a lot of noise. You know how older people kind of make the, 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 the smallest actions, like opening a letter. It's like, okay. like they're bracing their body for the effort of like, yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he's going to, he's going to unfurl this and he's got these little reading glasses that he has to put on. And they very, very Ben Franklin. They very much sit at the end of his bulbous nose. No. All right. And he's going to kind of pour over this. Horseshit! (laughs) And he's going to slam his hand down on the desk. This is absolutely outrageous! And he's he's looking at you two like it's like, explain yourself. Ethany probably jumped slightly at the hand coming down onto the desk, um, but she'll try and like compose herself and 
like look at him and say, I'm afraid we we do not really know anything in particular of this message. We just delivered it to you. I'm sorry, we, we cannot help you. He's going to hop down off of his chair. And then he's going to kick it over. <laughs> and he's going to start to pace furiously around his office. And he's doing this thing where um, he he has the scroll and every once in a while he's going to read it over again and then he's going to sit it down and sort of ball up his fists like over and over again like he's going to hit something but just doesn't oh Zin, grateful just ooh Evelyn's going to lean over to Ethne's going to say should I help him it looks like he needs help He's kind of whispering loudly. Ethne's <laughs> probably trying not to, not to laugh. Um, she'll she'll just quietly say, "I think he might need a minute. Just just give him a minute." And um, he's going to say a lot of choice words. Um, much of it cursing. And and uh, he's going to eventually take a deep breath. It's dwarven, right? Nothing that classy. It's more. (laughs) Oh, do do you have any idea what it take? What what it took to get that city back? And we just handed it over to them because we felt sorry, and this is how they repay us. Evelyn's like nodding his head emphatically, trying to like keep along with what he's saying. I can imagine the aid that you must have given them. I'm sorry that they seem to be rejecting that right now. And he's uh like the slightest, the, <laughs> the slightest like uh, it's like yeah I agree. He's like <laughs> aid. That's a word for it. More like a handout to those froofy elves. <laughs> and again, just furiously pacing. Well, I'm not gonna stand for it. Do you, are you going back there? Not at this immediate moment. No. And he's he's he, <laughs> I, I I he's kind of under the impression that you're their official messenger. Like you're from Onacall. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, ooh. And he is going to storm out into the hall and scream for someone to 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 come to him. I want a courier right away. And they're going to scamper back down the hall. And he is going to come back into the room, kind of a storm of a person right now, just like throwing things. And he's going to go back to his chair and kick it again, but it's already down on the ground. Thank you very much for your time. I appreciate the effort. You're most welcome, sir. I am sorry we bring you this bad news. Please get the hell out of here. Getting the hell out, sir. Good day. Evelyn's very confused. He, he does that thing where, like, he, uh, he he wants to say something and his, like, hand goes up, but he gets interrupted. Then, like, they get kicked out of the room. He just He's just like, oh. And he leaves. I 
Oh God, he, uh, you would be uh, you would be very kindly shown the door after that. And um, how would you? <laughs> how, how? Okay, let's say that you've left the you've left the house now. How how would you be feeling? I'd probably. Uh, sorry, go ahead, Zach. Evelyn would like have this look on his face, like I don't know if you that fry meme where he's just like staring off into space. He's gonna look at Ethne and say, "Did we fail?" Ethne is actually going to let out a laugh. She's been kind of holding it in, and she'll look at Avalon um, apologetically, like, "Sorry, sorry, that was just that guy. That was kind of funny. I'm sorry." And no, we didn't. We didn't fail. We did our job. We handed him the message. He had a bad reaction to the message. That's not our fault. His reaction was also kind of hilarious. Avalon will nod. She'll like she'll she'll pat Avalon's arm as well. And like no, we we didn't fail. We we're okay. We did good. Don't worry. All right. Should we head back? Uh, yeah, let's go see if we can meet up with the others. On your way back. Um. Uh, so, are you going to one of the houses, or are you going to meet back up at the brothel? Uh, would we have would we have arranged a place to meet up? That's an um, excellent question. Yeah, I thought we arranged to meet up at the Dragon Keep. Yes, you did. Yes. Okay. So sorry. Okay. Because that's sorry. where Jasper told us told the gnomes to meet us too. Okay, I missed that bit. Merrick. Sorry. Yep. Merrick told okay. us. Okay. Merrick's the character. Jasper is the person. I always got to remind myself. <laughs> it yeah. doesn't matter. They're it's very similar. <laughs> <laughs> the only difference is how much facial hair that they can that's have true. in the office. I would love to see Jasper rock that mustache. <laughs> I can't do it. I just can't do it. I mean, physically, I can't do it. <laughs> uh, I would say um, on on your way to House Dragon Keep, uh, Avalyn and Ephany, um, they would be approached by th- this half-elf gentleman who... You ever look at someone's face and instantly realize, oh, you have no idea where you are? <laughs> yep. That that kind of look. That you you could tell why they're approaching you instantly. It's like, oh, you're lost. Now do they do they do they run into us or like not not bump into it you could tell it's more like a um uh, excuse me? Like you don't want to bother someone, but like it's very much Like we're kinda at like we already made eyesight at a standoff type. Kind thing. of, yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's gonna come up and just um, I'm I'm, I'm sorry. Um, are you guys adventurers? Maybe. Can we help you? Uh, I, do you mind if I ask you a couple questions? Sure, I guess. Um, so one, do you know where the exit of the city is? <laughs> yeah, we could probably show you okay cool um the next thing is uh i'm planning on starting the adventurer life i just have no clue where to start okay and you chose to do that in bright part interesting okay um yeah 
<laughs> and the, the entire time, eyes completely wide. You want to be an adventurer. Well, yeah, I mean, you've heard all the stories of the stuff that goes on out there. I mean, it's amazing. Evelyn kind of blinks his eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Would Evelyn or Ephany describe their experiences on the road as amazing? Thinking about the trip to Onacol? No. (laughs) Yeah, Evelyn's thinking more about one day there were just dragons. And that was way back in the day. So you just, you just like, you want to be that. And can you describe how you look for us? Like, are you, do you have any scars on you or anything like that? Do you look fresh and new? Yeah. I mean, he's, so he's just a short, young half elf, uh, male brown hair just kind of goes down to his shoulders. Uh, just lets everything kind of just hang naturally on his face. Um, he's dressed in a, dull blue overcoat that he just kind of leaves unbuttoned and underneath is just a plain worn shirt and gray pants and boots um and then he just has like a backpack strapped to it a bread loaf that is kind of half bitten into and the other hand is just kind of tucked underneath his backpack strap wow like no scars just like you could tell he probably comes from one of like the poorer sections of the city but he is fresh. So Avalyn's going to kind of look him up and down, almost like he did two years ago, and kind of mumble under his breath. He's going to say, Yes, we are adventurers. Are you alone? Yeah, that's the other thing. I heard you can't really be an adventurer without a party. Well, more specifically, without a bard. He'll, like, point down, or, like, eye down to Ethne. (laughs) (laughs) It's a big grin and wink up at Avalon from Ethne. My name is Avalon. It's nice to meet you. Oh, nice to meet you, too. Uh, The maze, Ferris. Um, Ephany, nice to meet you. Have you, have you traveled at all, Ferris? Um, well, I've been in the docks my entire life. So, no. (laughs) I mean, I don't even know how to get out of this town. So, this is interesting, and not to interrupt, but... The adventuring lifestyle is one that's kind of glorified, right? It's like, oh, man, you get to see the site. Usually it's glorified by townies. It's mm-hmm. it's glorified by people who haven't done anything else. So they don't know about the forced marching for days at a time to get to a civilization or being attacked by wildlife constantly or, you know, the, the threat of disease or starvation or dying of thirst or the weather killing you or wh- whatever is out there. What they hear about is those epic things about, we slayed the dragon, we looted this dungeon and found this ancient artifact, or we saw this gorgeous light that appeared in the sky, you know, that type of stuff. That's the that's the stories that circulate. Um, and it's kind of like, uh, 
if you are a successful adventurer in that you're still alive, have a party, and currently are are in the works doing something, someone walking up to you like that is kind of like, oh, I want to be an actor. And then it's almost like, cast me in your movie. Like, it's just, like it's very... It's very much like, well, okay, you, I don't even know where to start to give you advice. Yep. And, um... Evelyn's, in that vein, Evelyn's really thinking about going through a temple, all those traps for absolutely nothing, and he that's the life he wants to jump into. Do you support this, or do you... After a long pause, Evelyn's going to say, Do you feel like this is your only choice? Like, if you didn't do this, you shouldn't be living? He's going to kind of like look down and then look behind him um, almost as if like he's looking out towards the docks and look back and start like shaking his head uh, in very small movements. Yes. Yeah. It's I think it's pretty much the only thing that I can do at this point. Ethan is going to look to Avalon and say maybe Maybe we introduce him to the rest of the party and let him hear some stories and tales and then see whether he's actually ready for this life or not. That's a great idea. Oh, I, 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 that'd be great. You have the right mindset. Never be alone. Yeah, I. Uh, that's how my mother died, pretty much. And that can't happen. Was she an adventurer? She used to be, and then she settled down here. Um, but then there was an accident, and there they were too far away, and there wasn't enough people there. Evelyn will nod his head. You know, he'll put um a hand on your shoulder, and he'll say, "Let's go." There are a lot of uh, very interesting people for you to meet. Uh, he'll kind of smile, uh, won't say anything, but just kind of shake his head. So, <clears throat> let's catch up with Merrick. <clears throat> Good lord. Merrick, do me a favor. Give me flat T20. Alright, here goes. Oof. Oof. <laughs> not good, not good. Five. That's a five. You know, how bad could it be? You're in the city, right? true. He was drinking a lot last night. That's true. So maybe it's just the noise of the city is get a troll dragon. That's a, uh, maybe it's the noise of the city that's just like, oh my god, if if the tens of thousands of you could just <laughs> shut up for a while, that'd be yeah. great. <laughs> uh, after a while... <laughs> I'm just um, thinking he's walking through the he's walking through the streets just going as he's walking by people he's just going shh 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 shh, shh. <laughs> nobody's listening to him at all but just shh okay anyway as okay so as Merrick's walking uh walking through the city probably a pretty familiar route to get to House Dragon Keep there's going to be um this smaller tiefling individual that Merrick's going to notice follow him Mm. Mm -mm. Um, looks very shifty, by the way. Uh, so shifty, in fact, that it's not even like, oh, you're not even trying to hide. You're just like, you're just like, 
almost cartoon sneaking behind Merrick. <laughs> do, 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 yes, do, do, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like on tippy toes. Ding, 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 ding. Just very much. And he's going, uh, he's going to creep up behind Merrick. And he's going to start yelling at people around Merrick. Shut up! Quiet! <laughs> and and he's going to sidle up next to Merrick and kind of like rub up against him, like shoulder to shoulder. Hey. Hey, buddy. <laughs> uh, Merrick is going to just continue to walk and having been to Bryantport several times, is just going to try to let this person get bored and walk away. Ah. So he's just going to not give any attention at all for a moment. And um, he's going to probably a few more times, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, buddy. <laughs> um one more time of ignoring. Mm. He's going to try and reach into your pocket. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, I just want to set the scene here. So uh -huh. Merrick's walking down um, street. Making your way yeah. downtown. Making my way downtown. It's like a kind of like a sidewalky type area, I imagine. Or, you know, like not in the middle of a street. Um, unless it's a smaller street. Are there, there are people around though, right? Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, busy street, yeah. Okay, cool. So he, the the guy's going to start reaching into Merrick's pocket, and Merrick's going to do the um, up-against-a-wall slam uh, hand on his throat move. Ooh, nice. Do me a favor, give me a strength check, or an athletics I can do check. It. Yeah. Ooh, ah. Yeah, let me do athletics here. Oh, gorgeous. That's a 19. 19. So you're actually going to have him up off the ground a bit. Like he's just like tippy toes kind of scraping the ground, but he's he's very much off the ground. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. He's the new. Um, I wish Ryan, I wish this was your character, honestly, because. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um, Thanks. Yeah, no. <laughs> Uh, just because of the laugh. Um, okay, so Merrick is not like baring his teeth, and like he, he's not even stressed about it. This is really just a power move, like right. uh -uh, like back off, like not today. Um, so he's going to pull him. He's going to let him down just a bit, uh -huh. so that his feet are on the ground. He's going to re release his grip just a little bit. He's going to be okay. still. Holding his throat so that that's like the the force that he's holding him against the wall. He's right. not choking. No, just it's it's more like hey, arms reach. <laughs> like yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he's going to say he's going to look him. He's very close to him, so he's going to look him straight in the face. He's going to say, "Not the pockets." Uh, and he's he's kind of holding his hands up. And he's going to lean his head down and try and lick Merrick's hand. <laughs> and his eyes are going to be really wide. I, I'm so sorry. I wasn't trying. It's just, look, look, come here. 
Come here. I was trying to tell you a secret. What's your secret? He's giving him the time of day now. Uh, in order to hit Merrick's whole point here is to let the guy get it out of his system, do his little spiel, and then goodbye. So, sure, what's your secret? And he's going to try and look down, like toward toward uh, Merrick's pocket. I wasn't trying to make a withdrawal. <laughs> it was a deposit. Um. I imagine, so in my mind, Merrick's holding his right hand on the guy's throat. He's pointing to his right pocket. So what Merrick's going to do is he's going to put his left hand up and replace his right hand on his throat. You know what I mean? Like he's going to switch his hands so that that he can then look down in the right pocket and and very carefully, like, look to see if the, the guy actually put anything in there. Uh, yeah, sure enough, he did. So, uh, okay. Um, Merrick, give me a nature check. Do, 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 do. Oh, good lord, yeah. 19. Okay. I'm going <clears throat> 19s today. You are, that's that's excellent. Um, this, this guy, who's clearly off his nut, um... Put some drugs in your pocket. <laughs> more, more specifically, yeah. um, yarrow, which is like if someone mixed speed and meth, and like it just it, it, there's a lot of shit in here. Um, it's pretty, pretty addictive, and usually expensive. Um. And there doesn't seem to be a reason why someone would do that. Okay. So Merrick's taking all that in, does a quick mental equation. Mm-hmm. And he's going to close his pocket. Up. He's going to sort of do his head looking around like he's going to, he's like looking up, looking around, kind of like the, the, the 180 degree view. And he's going to look back at the guy. And he's going to say, um, uh, he's going to say, is this legit? (laughs) He, okay. He's, (laughs) he's going, uh, still eyes wide. Oh yeah. It's good. Merrick's and gonna, then, without yeah, missing a beat, yeah. he's going to lean down and kiss Merrick's hand. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Merrick is going to get a big smile on his face as though he were really excited, like all of a sudden. Ooh. The hand has not moved, by the way. Obviously. Right. He's going to say, this is amazing. And then he's gonna stop the smile and go, "Why me?" Um. So he's gonna look kind of quizzically at Merrick. How could you ask me that? 
And he's going to, he's going to like point at his head. I hear him too. And he's going to like nod his head emphatically. Uh, Merrick at that would be startled. Um, and he's, he would at that point probably completely let go of the guy's throat and probably take a step back just out of just pure shock. Right. Uh, yeah. And he's just going to s- a little bit wide eyed stare at the, at the guy. And he's basically calculating like, hang on, is this coincidence? Is this, you know, is this just a crazy drugged out dude just saying things of course he hears somebody in really quick and he's just gonna step back what's the what does the guy do with that um he he would probably fall to one knee when you let him go and then stand back up and and kind of in a overly dignified way kind of brush himself off and he's going to tip his hat which he is not wearing and he <laughs> is going to <laughs> He is going to just try to exit stage left, but trip over a box and and kind of scramble back to his feet and uh, kind of give one last look to Merrick and then slink around the corner. Merrick is going to um, stand there for a few more seconds. Just basically digesting all of this. Um and then kind of try to push it down a little bit and just be like, you know what? <laughs> Fucking crazy bright port drug heads, you know, like forget it, forget it. Um, shake it off. And, and then he's, he's not going to open his pocket, but he's just going to sort of look down at it and he's going to pat it and just sort of like feel the, little packet of, of whatever's in there mm-hmm. and then um, and then he's just going to completely shrug off the whole moment and he's going to walk continue walking towards the, the house after a bit <clears throat> uh, you are going to arrive at house dragon keep uh, how would you like to approach the situation um, walk up straight to the door, pretty nervous, because I, I think Merrick's got a lot of concern about what's going to happen behind that door. <clears throat> uh, and he's just going to, he's going to knock on the door, and then under his breath, he's going to say, come on, 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 come on. So this door is going to open uh, just a crack, though. Usually, when you open on uh, when you when you knock at the door of House Dragon Keep, the, the, there's a big, you know, wide open uh, door, and someone will be there to greet you. This time, it opens just a crack, like you're a bill collector or something like that. And you're going to see a familiar face on the other side of it. Thank God. And it's going to be David. <sighs> And slowly, he's going to open the door up. Mr. Merrick, how are you? 
Merrick is going to noticeably be relieved. Like his whole body is going to stop tensing up and he's going to like, he's going to, uh, to, to start to lean forward, almost like he's going to fall forward and he's just going to wrap his arms around David. <laughs> just, yeah. yeah. It's like, he's it's going to be like a sloppy a hug. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> and he's going to tense up a bit. Um, like maybe almost he was expecting to get hit or something. And he's going to reach one hand uh, behind Merrick's back and kind of like gently pat a couple of times. <sighs> it's very nice to see you. Uh, he's going to back away and, and just still have his hands on on uh, David's shoulders. So you have no idea. It's fantastic to see you, David. Um, uh, okay, I've got a couple of things on the list. Um, where's Tessia? David's going to look down and not speak for a while. Merrick is going to say it again. Same tone, same... It's just a repeat, exactly. David, where's Tessia? I'm... very sorry, Mr. Merrick. I assume you didn't get the news. God damn it. Uh, David, can I have a seat? So you're you're very much still out front here, and um, you could tell, like, as he uh, <clears throat> opens the door a bit wider, he's looking around, like, are you alone? That type of thing. He's very much on his guard. And he's going to uh, back away from the front door and, and uh, ask you to step in. Merrick's probably not going to notice any of that at all. He's he's calculating right now. Right. Hardcore. Uh, he's going to go straight into the, the sitting room. And uh, presumably nothing's really changed. Like, uh, you know. No, um, there's there are a couple of differences. Um, the, the odd decoration has changed, something like that. But it's not it's not dramatically different. Uh, colors of the walls and stuff are all still the same. There's a uh, large change in the staff, I guess you would say, where there, uh, the, the second you walk in, you're going to notice that there's uh, there, there, there are a lot of people moving about. And there are people standing guard flanking the door. So when you walk in, uh, David's going to shut the door and lock it. And then... Uh, as you walk in, you're going to walk past four guards. And these guys are uh, heavily outfitted. And as you are are walking into the sitting room area, uh, you're going to notice three more guards just sort of uh, posted in different sections of the house. And <laughs> normally, in House Dragon Keep, there'd be... Uh, 
there'd be kind of this this formal like oh have a seat in the in the sitting room I'll get you something to eat that day. Uh, David does not break stride, and if you hang around the sitting room, he would he would kind of promptly tell you, please keep following me. Uh, Miracle do just that. Let's catch up with um, Elrath and and Clara after you are done. Uh, at House Silverclaw, would you be making your way to House Dragonkeep? Um, yeah, I figure, yeah. yeah. Okay, same thing for Ephany and Avalyn? Uh, yeah, definitely, yeah. Okay, so... Catching... Okay, so, okay, and you're, you're, you're bringing Varys, probably. <laughs> yep. I would imagine. I didn't know if something had changed. Like, let's no, we dropped him off at Sleepy yeah. Pete's. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy your new life! And then just like... There you <laughs> go. Here's where your real adventure begins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, just shook him down, took all of his stuff. Oh, no. Put some yarrow in his pocket. Yeah, there you go. I'm feed to be a man now. Off you go. <laughs> Um. <clears throat> uh. So, catching back up with Merrick here, David's going to continue walking, and he's going to lead you down several corridors. And there's probably a couple here that Merrick's never even seen. And uh, this is going to continue as you go further into the house and then down. Um, you're going to go down uh, two floors. Now, this used to be. Uh, the House Darksbane, uh, compound. There were, uh, several rooms dedicated to, you know, research. There were, there were horrible experiments going on down here. They would actually capture people and, uh, do terrible, unspeakable things to them in the name of, you know, quote unquote, science and research, that type of thing. Uh, largely, this area of the house was not used while, uh, Merrick was visiting last time. It was kind of just left It's as like a memory. It's like, eh, let's just, you know. But David is very much walking, uh, leading Merrick through here. Um, I'm assuming that there would be some sort of telltale signs that this is like, oh, this was probably a dark place in some way, right? Yeah, it's... I don't mean uh, like blood on the walls, but, no. you know, just like... Ugh. It's very much it's 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 kind of um this is also where they used to keep Amara uh at the very 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 end of the hallway there's a incredibly large room but the rest of this place just kind of it's it's like visiting an abandoned prison or something like that it's just shrieks it's like oh this place just gives me the willies it's not it's not a great it's not very warm it's it's noticeably colder than the rest of the house okay Merrick's going to Kind of just put his hand on his dagger that's on his belt, and just kind of pull it out a little bit, just kind of like almost like it, like a gun, like he's got his hand on the on the the hilt, you know, or whatever you have, whatever whatever guns have. I don't know. Right, handle. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just he's he's just being a little cautious, like uh, he's trusting David, but he's also like this is something's odd. This is really not okay. So he's just gonna be a little bit careful. He's going to continue to follow David. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a voice inside Merrick's head. 
Does this seem strange to you? <laughs> um, Merrick's gonna close his eyes just for a second, like squint, like not squint, like squish his eyes together, like ugh. And then he's just gonna say to David, David, this seems strange to me. Now he's not doing it. He's, he's not actually doing it because the voice told him to do that. But it's he's just he like, wants to. Yeah, he's just like actually good point, David. This seems really strange. David's going to stop, um, not abruptly, but like, yeah, um, and he is going to open a door uh, nearest to them. Inside, Tessie is going to be sitting down. And David's going to look at Merrick. I'm very sorry for the subterfuge, but we can't be too careful right now. Merrick is he's going to probably, again, shocked uh, and be blinking, staring at Tessia. And then he's going to turn to David and he's going to shove him and say, motherfucker. <laughs> he's going to be taken aback. Like what? <laughs> Whoa. Like, but at the same time, I get it. And he's going to, he's going to hold up his hands again. I apologize. And Merrick's just ignoring him now. And he's going to go straight over to Tessia. Is she sitting in a chair? Yeah, there's, you could tell this room used to be something different. Uh, it's been kind of partially decorated. There's a couple of chairs in here and it's, uh, as you, as you walk in, you could tell that this, this may have used to been a, like a cell of some sort. Mm -hmm. So at Merrick's outburst, um, Tessie's going to put down the tea she was drinking. And you said Merrick is going to walk inside. Yeah, he's going to shove David and then he's going to be he's going to go straight towards Tessia in a in a in not like a rushing at her, like, like ambushing her or something, but just like shaking his head in that like, oh, my God, it's so good to see you kind of a, like I'm just coming towards you. I'm not saying anything. Um, She's going to she's going to kind of hold out. Uh, her hands and kind of try and, you know, grasp Merrick's like, you, you haven't seen this friend in a very long time. Um, Tessia very noticeably has a large scar running down the side of her face and, uh, it, 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 it traces away uh, all the way down to her collarbone. Someone got a hold of her good. Um, and there's a second voice in the room. That as soon as they see uh, as soon as they see Merrick, ah, come the hell on! Oh my god! Um, Merrick is going to he's going to he's not going to hug Tessia. He's not going to like embrace her and make her uncomfortable. She's relatively tiny, right? Uh, not super sure. tiny, but like yeah, floating around like five, six somewhere in there. Okay, so but for tiefling, yeah. Um, He's he's not going to like try to he's going to be respectful and he's going right. to 
basically take her hand and, p- and put his other hand on top of that and just like shake like basically the hug is is with the hands right right and he's just going to say I, i'm very very glad to see you i i thought for a few minutes there that everything was and then he's going to look at the scar and then he's going to look back in her eyes and just say, I'm very glad you're here. And then at that point, he's still going to be looking at Tessia and he's going to go, hey, Gratic. Guys, I think that's a pretty good time for us to stop for the evening and we'll pick things oh up. Oh, my God. <laughs> I knew it. Oh, thank wow. God. <sighs> Oh my goodness. Jesus. <sighs> this Come was a time. Fuckers. Interesting. Uh, Interesting. Uh, I'm very curious about everything. I don't know. We're not going to sit down until after Dragon Con, huh? No, let's hmm. do it. Let's keep going. Damn tonight. it. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm Jane, for Jane's, fine. Jane's fine. Jane's fine. <laughs> I'm awake. Come on, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Okay. Uh, Interesting. Okay. All right. Uh, oh, things in, yeah, things that in was a roller coaster, and I yeah, it has been a time. It... Up, down. Goodness. When when David said that you hadn't heard the news, I wrote down Tessie gone question mark because I didn't believe it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I had to go back and erase what I had written. I was like, oh, no! No! <laughs> On the 26th of Yor, in the city of Esterholt, current mayor, Jadzia Grimness Grace, has called a meeting with a team that might be able to help the city with a very specific problem. After speaking with Errol of Grimness in the north, she reached out to her brother, Malchus Grimness, in the city of Winterhaven. Seraph reached out to a rogue, already in the city of Esterholt, Kendara Theta. Vallis reached out to Ember Baharat, a tiefling paladin from the Temple of Cord. And finally, Edmund Page, who assists at the Esterholt Shelter for Children. With the team finally gathered on the 26th, a meeting could commence about an ever-growing problem in the city of Esterholt, the order of the scale. I imagine everyone's kind of settled in by this point. Like they greeted everyone at the door and just said, like, we're waiting for a few more people, waiting for a few more people until everyone's sitting down. And once everyone's here, she'll shut the door and sit down between Seraph and Vallis. All right. First of all, we would like to very much thank you for coming to hear us out. I know you're all very busy. And then she's going to take out a notebook where she wrote down her notes and kind of look down at them real quick and then back up at the group. We have an issue that started in town that is slowly starting to become a problem elsewhere. And we know for certain that... If we do not act on this, there will be dire consequences. 
And then she'll kind of look over between Valis and Seraph, like kind of check if they wanted to intervene. Uh, Valis would probably be nodding along at this point. And Seraph is still kind of absentmindedly uh, just, just, just playing around like with his nails and the dagger, probably keeping a very close eye on, uh, on Malchus in particular. And um, probably one of those things that's like, why do I know you? Why do I know you? That type of thing. Like, I, I, I know. It's like, ah, that's right. Fair Bay. That type of thing. Just, just, just kind of like, you probably see the recognition on his face. Malchus just remains stone faced looking at him. I'm sure that you've all heard of Strahd at the very least two years ago. All of that. We're still recovering in town. In the meantime, a certain sect has taken residence within the city called the Order of the Scale. And she's going to scan over the faces of everyone in the uh, at the table, just kind of like searching for recognition. So who here would have heard of them before? Oh, Amber is making like the bitchiest stick f- stink face at <laughs> just the mention. And, uh, yeah, Mr. Page would raise his eyebrows and nod. Malchus probably not, unless they've operated in Winterhaven. Not that far out, no. Real real down south organization. Okay. Airlove wouldn't have any recognition. Um, Tendara, it's not going to be clear whether he knows them or not. He's just going to be having a face, and he's going to do his hand like, yeah, yeah, anyway, come on. <laughs> She'll give a small smile, like kind of awkward smile, and continue. Well, they are a small cult, I suppose, of people who worship dragons. And over the past two years, they have been very vocal in our city, furious at the paladins. And she'll nod to Ember, who killed Strahd, and demanding some sort of retribution or something of that sort. We decided, and she's going to look to Valis and Seraph again, that it was beyond our reach to shut them down. Because once you shut down one person, people are going to start to call favoritism. We decided to let them go on with what they were doing, but we kept an eye on them. At that point, she's going to be looking mostly at Seraph. Yeah. He's the keep an eye on them guy. Yeah, and at that point, probably put the dagger away and just like, okay, I'm up. And just like, sit, <laughs> sit up. We've kept an eye on them for a while. They've become a bit of a problem. Though they haven't exactly broken any laws, technically. And again, probably just, um, probably looking at people just to gauge reaction. I'm still waiting for the part where we're here to take action. Recently, some of their men went out and found one of the resurrection scrolls. Erlove takes a sharp intake of breath. I'm sure I don't need to spell this out for you, but yesterday... Some of their people took off toward Odyssea. We think they're going to try and resurrect the dragon. Judzia will speak up again. 
Obviously, that would be horrifying. We need a group small enough that they could catch up to the order of the scale and stop this from happening by any means necessary. This started in our city and we need to take care of it. Now, the one good thing that you have going for you is that they do not know that they are going to be pursued, which means they might be traveling at a slower pace. Before I continue, are you willing to help us? So they're going to raise the dead dragon who's watched over by the live dragon. And then there will be two dragons who will be very angry at all of us. Judge Zia will just give a quiet nod, like close her eyes and... Well, I think that makes pretty clear the gravity of the situation. I'm in. Hell, no one else is going to be able to do it. And Malchus looks at Aralove and just kind of grins. <laughs> Aralove will smirk, looking back at him and be like, and say, well, I'm glad I no longer wear the scales of Strahd or else this would be a little hairier. Um, and then she'll look to Valis and Jadzia and Seraph. Uh, I'm in as well. Um, Mr. Page is sitting very straight with his hands crossed on his knees and he will raise one of the uh, of his hands to ask a question. Yes. I'm assuming that lethal force will be authorized, correct? At that, Ember's going to like nod already as if she already thinks that. But Jadzia is going to stiffen a little bit. And then she's going to look to Valis for a second. He would, he would probably sit forward a little bit. It's like, oh, okay, I'm up. He's... (laughs) He, so okay, in in the last couple of years, he's tried to curb his temper. Um, obviously, he's he's the captain of the guard in Esterholt now, so like he can't just go up and down the street killing people. Like he just can't. So like he's he's he has to weigh that out every time. See if you can reason with them first. What if they don't surrender the scroll? Do what you have to do. Very well, then. You have my help. Um, he's going to look to uh, Malchus and Love really quickly. You can see why we need your help. It's a bigger situation than we can deal with at the moment. You know, there's room for a third grimness on this team, if you feel enthusiastic. Ah, oh, that's another mm-hmm. thing. I would imagine Valis is probably itching. Because, <laughs> okay, you imagine these guys in town, right? And they're, they're, they haven't technically broken any laws. They're just assholes. They're just, they're just preaching on the street corner or something like that. And, you know, the, the kind of people, it's like, you're all going to burn in hell, that type of thing. But, like, you're not breaking any laws. You know, you're just, you know, annoying. So, um, when the, when the go heads, it's like, oh, now they're acting against the city. We can do something. But, like, I have kids and a wife and like, do I like that? I, I would imagine Jetsy and Valis have talked about this if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah. Probably. So he would probably 
brighten up a little bit and like almost look over to Jadzia. Can I go hang out with the team? <laughs> almost. <laughs> Jadzia's going to hold up a hand in a way that's very much we can talk about this later. Oh. But like a polite, like just a little like <sighs> Mal- Malchus will pipe up at the awkward silence and be like uh, you you have more important things to worry about these days, don't you? He's um he's probably gonna cast his eyes down just a little bit, just a little disappointed, but like he gets it. I do have responsibilities here in the city. And the children are still young. I wanna think that in one of the corners there's a bunch of wooden toys. Hmm. Oh probably that are yeah. clearly handmade. <laughs> And it's just adorable. Just throwing that out there. I feel like Jadzia would speak up again right after that to kind of like cover up the awkwardness. Obviously, we'll provide you with horses. And there is a reward as long as you come back. Either with the scroll, anything that involves not allowing the resurrection to happen. We've set aside about 20,000 gold for this mission. Well, how would, uh, how would, uh, Kendara be acting? Cause I don't, I don't know if he officially took the job. No, I mean, at this point, Kendara is, if you can imagine sort of a little bit like a ADHD type thing where he's just been looking around the room, kind of has one of his legs kind of draped over the, the arm of the chair, kind of being a little, like trying to be obviously nonchalant about everything just kind of looking around he's going to um sort of shift his arm uh, his leg back around be like okay he's kind of look at everybody you know that's sitting down on his side of the of the room he's going to look back over at jedzia and sarah valis he's going to lean forward a little bit he's going to go okay <laughs> so you're serious a handful of devils and a tree hugger no wonder you needed me. This is going to be fine. Malchus gives him the biggest raised eyebrow. Like, I'm sorry, have you heard of me? Kind of thing. Like, <laughs> I, have done, I, I have done things. Google me. He doesn't actually say any of that, but it's just like, yeah, it's just like, the, the, there is a museum, all right? Like, that's the kind of thing that raised eyebrow is communicating. <laughs> So very clearly, though, he Kendar's not even looking at anybody on that side of the room. Like he's looking at the at Jedzia and Seraph and all those people. So he's not he's not paying attention to that. He's he's almost overtly trying to be like, anyway, you know, these people really okay, fine. Erlo's gonna look to Valis and give like a really this guy look. Phallus would shrug, like, I, I didn't bring him on board. He wasn't my pick. <laughs> <laughs> I um, feel like he would almost, like, gesture to Seraph. Yeah. And I would imagine Seraph's probably giving a wide smile at all this. Like, oh, this guy's such an asshole. I love him. Like, that, that type of thing. <laughs> so, uh, Kendara's going to look directly at Seraph. Like, you get it, right? He's going to say, um, leaning forward even a little bit more. Look. Are there people involved? There's a cult. Yes. Are they causing problems? Oh, indeed they are. 
do they bleed? Probably. And he's going to look back at everybody again with this little arrogance, right? He's going to look back at everybody on his side. He's going to lean back in the chair like he's kind of done thinking about this. Um, and he's going to go, all right, I'm in. And he's going to wink at Errol Love. And still, this guy really look? <laughs> <laughs> Both no, her older brothers are in the room. <laughs> yeah, no, no. And, and, and he's going to wink at Errol Love. And then, like, so, you know, shift back in his chair. He's not looking at anybody anymore, right? He's just like, yeah, I'm in. Malchus uh, then pipes and says, uh, <clears throat> well, I suppose in a troop of particularly competent warriors and adventurers, there are bound to be a few forceful personalities, but I have no doubt we can work together to accomplish the task at hand. And Malchus just kind of looks back and forth between all of them, like looking for nods uh, that like, we're going to, we're going to work together and not like showboat our asses off when there's a dragon being resurrected. Uh, Mr. Page will chime up in these Master Grimness. I'll make sure that we all work to the best of our, our abilities and make sure that, and he looks in the direction of Tendara, that we all do our part. Tendara's going to do the, the little, oh, indeed, sir. He's going to sort of bow his head and, and do his fingers like, no. <laughs> 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 That was in character. <laughs> <laughs> um, what time of day is it? Uh, it's probably early. This is probably a thing where I imagine, like, they were going to get you on the cases. Like, hey, maybe you can go over there and talk to them. They took off before. Like, it's like, oh, we have word that they're going to get ready and leave soon. But they took off a little earlier than uh, than the town was expecting. So uh, this is probably something where you got in last night, took that, you know, they found out. It's like, oh, they left. So very early the next morning, get everybody together. Let's go. Okay, so Malchus continues. Well, it's still early today. Pierre's time is of the essence. Is there anything further before we take off? We should probably move quickly. I think Jadzia would take a deep breath and then shake her head. I wish you all the best of luck. And thank you so much for this. And then she'll stand up and... Probably, like, lead them towards the door. And uh, and so as Malchus is walking, he just kind of looks at everyone and says, Come, we'll take my carriage. It's down below. <laughs> <laughs> we have to take the Grimness Mobile. Come on. <laughs> it's, it's a crowd pleaser. It's a party bus. <laughs> <laughs> the stitching is perfect. It got fixed. It's divine. It got fixed. <laughs> it's been two years. It's very well, Master Grimness. I shall drive then. Malchus nods. <laughs> Tindar's going to say, all right, devil boss. On his way out through the door, if that's okay, he's going to just sort of lean in to Jadzia. Just, you know, he's going to say a little bit of a whisper, but you know, a little bit like he doesn't really care for what he hears. He's going to go, hey, uh, if you've got 20,000, sure, you could do 30. He's going to give her a couple of... Uh, uh, finger finger blast. Boom boom. I'm sorry. 
Finger guns. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Her husband's right there, man. (laughs) If if, if it helps change your mind. Finger hand crossbows. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So he's going to. Let me say it again, at least. (laughs) He's going to say. Oh, uh, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> if you've got if you've got twenty, I'm sure you can do thirty, and then pew, pew, and he's gonna um, walk out. I feel like Judzia, like she'll kind of lean back a little bit, like when someone has like bad breath or something, but mostly just because you're weird. <laughs> I want to imagine that over the years she has developed a rather Tessia-like poker face, so it's just like kind of a soft smile that does not get phased at all during that conversation then she'll just kind of nod at the end and let him leave like Like a very non-committal yeah Yeah. bless your heart and then after he leaves Erlov's gonna look to um Jadzia and Valis who I'm sure are standing right there and she's gonna say to them I I don't plan on dying but our mother and she's looking at Valis while saying this is still very much in danger from the black hand and I'm planning on coming back, but if I don't, will you make sure that she's safe? Oh, Valis would not right away. We'll take care of it. Erlov will nod and then, I guess, give him hugs. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Valis, uh, for one, would hug you, like, just, like, thank you. And and probably lean in, maybe maybe not too loud, Thank you for doing this. I can never repay you. And then there's probably a beat. Mm, tell Malchus too. <laughs> of course, brother. Thank you. And then squeeze one last time, and then she'll actually probably go to give Jadzia a hug too. She's just, she's family now. Aw, sister. <laughs> yeah. Jadzia would definitely hug her too. Like, I'm not sure what led up to this, but, like, I imagine last night that Malchus and Arlov both stayed at their house and, like, their uncle and aunties and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, so, Yeah. So, yeah, I'm sure she would just, there wouldn't even be hesitation. She would give you a hug. Okay. All right. And then she'll pat um, Arlov on the shoulder and be like, I'll be out in just a moment. Of course. And then I guess Arlov will take that as her cue to leave and then close the door behind her. I imagine that there would just be a beat of silence where neither of them move. And then Jadzia is going to approach Phallus and set her hand on his shoulder and try to make eye contact with him. Do you want to go? Again, it's, it's no matter what he does, he feels like he's ditching someone, right? Um, So it's, it's, It'd probably be like an eye roll thinking about it, that type of thing. I don't feel right sending them on their own. I feel like when they're alone, there isn't a poker face. So Jadzia is like immediately going to start tearing up a little bit. Um, and her lip is going to quiver slightly, like not obnoxious, just like. And she's going to give a small nod then you should go. But you're coming back. 
he would uh, he would reach out and uh, give Jadzi this great big bear hug. Of course I'm coming back. And he would probably start that um that oh I have so many things to get ready, that type of thing. And and <laughs> probably grabbing a couple weapons he hasn't had to use in a long time, so uh Mr. Page will catch up to everyone with a really fast and silent stride, and he'll get to the cart first and open the door for everyone, and from under his uh, robe that basically cover cover him all around him like a journey the 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 journey look a bit. Um, he'll take two water skins out of his a uh, small bag and five small simple wooden cups. A toast, perhaps, to our newly formed group and to our success. Uh, Malchus will take one, sure. <laughs> So he'll start pouring uh, wine from one of the water skins in four cups and hand them around. And then he'll pour water in one of them and hand it to Tendara and says, no alcohol for the children. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Malchus and oh. cheers, cheers. <laughs> like pulling out his cup. <laughs> uh, Kendara is going to uh, lift his glass. He's not going to break stride, but he's going to keep looking at Mr. Page. And he's just going to say, to success. Indeed. (laughs) And then he's going to shoot the water like it's it's a shot. (laughs) And hand it back to Mr. Page. He will take it with both hands, nod, and put it neatly in his bag. I feel like when he said the nun for children line... Um, Amber did like cackle just like I did <laughs> and she's sipping at hers but guys I think that'll take us to Dragon Con <gasps> if Thallus dies I will cry on stage oh, God. I, oh, I sent him a message to let him know that and he said I know and that's the reason that ending scene happened so if, if... he dies <laughs> If any of the Grimni die, I would I'd probably break Grimni. The Grimni. <laughs> I'm not ready no. to be a single parent. <laughs> you, you, let me tell you right now, you know what this is going to be. This is going to be the three of us all diving in front of killing blows for each other and yes, trying to be the first one. Yeah, like, like, it's going to be all of us saying, like, no, you get to live. No, you get to live. Yeah. <laughs> As soon as it was brought up that Valis was coming, it's like, okay, well, Airlove has to plan ahead that she's going to jump ahead. And <laughs> Man, we really hope you enjoyed today's episode. It, it was a big one. Um, that is going to do it for us for now. Uh, we are getting ready to pack up and go to Dragon Con. There is going to be an extended rest. We will be doing that. And of course, there will be episodes while we're gone. Everything's going to be fine. Don't worry. You'll get content. But we will be traveling to Atlanta, Georgia, uh, from August 29th all the way through September 5th. Uh, we'll be enjoying Dragon Con. We'll be hanging out with the cast. And hopefully we'll get to see as many of you as possible. Uh, we will be putting out feelers to try and meet up with people. P- uh, please pay attention to our Facebook, our Twitter. Um, if you're on our Discord server, uh, hit us up on Discord. Uh, you can get there through patreon.com slash D-A-N-D-R. Um, and we've been planning stuff out through there. 
Trust me, you will see us at DragonCon if you look hard enough. Uh, we'll probably be updating our Twitter constantly, adding pictures and stuff like that. So if you don't follow us on Twitter, please go there, follow us. Uh, and we'll be doing a big listener meetup, uh, probably that Saturday on the 1st of September. Uh, but yeah, there's more information to that come. Please, uh, hit us up at dandrpodcast at gmail.com. That's dandrpodcast at gmail.com, uh, with any suggestions, any criticisms, any whatever. And of course, uh, if you give us a five star rating on iTunes, that helps us out a bunch. We'll see you this next week with extended rest, a bunch of new content. And thank you guys so much for supporting us. And, um, we'll see you next week.